You now are listening to the audio podcast of Prisoners of Hope, the antidote to what ails your heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deborah Witsis. So come on in, pull up a chair, and open up your mind as you get ready to receive the download that hope will bring. Hey, 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 this is Dr. D coming at you. In this episode of Prisoners of Hope, I will continue my coverage of situational amnesia. Check that out, situational amnesia. You got to go back and listen to part one of this series because I cover the causes. What causes this condition? In this current episode, I will give you some weapons that you can use to combat this all-familiar human condition. For those of you just joining this series, I want to review the definition of situational amnesia. It is our tendency to forget God's past provisions because of our current circumstances. We forgot what God has done for us in the past, and we can't relate it to what's happening now because we forgot. It's kind of like that song that Janet Jackson sings, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Because I don't remember what you did in the past. That's not what she says in the song, but you know what? (laughs) It can make up another song, right? In other words, you are basing your security, now check this out, your happiness on what you perceive is currently happening. It's like, wait a minute, happiness happening. You are basing your happiness on your perception of what's happening. And your perception is not necessarily positively correlated with the truth. (laughs) Could you be wrong? Your belief is not a prereq for the truth. I've said this many times in past episodes. I'm saying it again. Could what you perceive that is happening is not really happening. Is this your perception? You're making it you make it a so number one for those Star Trekky people. Make it so number one. So this is situational amnesia. This is the condition I call that. Oh my goodness, now that that's done, definition and all. Let's turn our attention to the to the condition and how we can cure this condition. Let's examine some strategies for conquering situational amnesia. These are very useful strategies because like I said in the beginning, it is a human condition. We've all had situational amnesia. The first strategy is count your blessings. So people are like, oh, I've heard this over and over again. 
Do you do it? In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul wrote about giving thanks, being thankful at least 46 times. I think he was trying to give us a message. Counting your blessing brings God's past provisions from memories to your current awareness. You're like, would you say it again? Sure. Counting your blessings brings God's past provision. What has he done for you in the past? From your memories, because he's, he's carried you to your current awareness. <sighs> when I'm mentally under the weather, and guess what? One time or another, we're all going to have trouble. Because you know what? The Bible said you will have trouble. But take heart. He has come and he's overcome the world. But when I am mentally under the weather, when I start to intentionally, I have to start, when I start to do this, intentionally name my blessings, I have to force myself. Remember? Part, part one I talked about stubbornness was a cause. Go back and you listen to that. I have to force myself to start counting my blessings. When I intentionally do this, it changes my mental aptitude. And I find that that mental fog begins to lift. Now, notice I didn't say anything about the circumstances changing. But what I think about the circumstance has changed. Hmm. You notice I use the word intentionally. I have to have the tenacity to do this because most likely it goes against how I feel. <laughs> most likely I don't feel like it. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like it. Feelings have nothing to do with it. I have to force myself. I suspect, however, there's another reason why thankfulness is such an effective tool. You know, I studied this. My girlfriend and I, we do, we do Bible studies. We've been doing it for three years together. And the Bible study before, we did Angels by Dr. Jeremiah. And um, we learned that there are three named angels mentioned in the regular Bible. In the Apocryphal, I think they have another angel. But in the regular Bible, there's Gabriel. He's the messenger, right? And then Michael, I imagine Michael, I imagine he's got swords for his wings. He's the warrior. Remember one time Daniel couldn't get his prayer answer and Gabriel told him he was held up by the prince of Persia. That's Satan. Okay, and that Gabriel had Gabriel had to use Michael and Michael came through and cleared away so Gabriel could be the messenger. So we have two angels so far that I've covered that are named Gabriel, the messenger, Michael, Michael, the warrior. Then Satan was fired from his position. You know, he was thrown out of heaven. His position that Satan has, he was the worshiper. He was the head of the worshiper. 
very beautiful angel, angel of light. He was up there. <laughs> then his head got too big and he got thrown out of his position. Since Gabriel is still there, Michael is still there, Satan has been thrown out of heaven. His position in heaven is vacant. And his position was praise and worship and thankfulness. Thus, this is my philosophy, I think thankfulness leads directly into the throne room. I really do. If you look at Philippians 6 and 7, I'm going to read the Passion Translation. It's called the TPT. Be saturated with prayer throughout each day. Offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. There's that overflowing gratitude. There's that worship, thankfulness. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. This is saying, basically, come to me. Tell me what you want. Thank me and I will give you peace beyond what other people understand. People say, how could she be so peaceful? Her circumstance looks so dim. So it has nothing to do with circumstance. It transcends the circumstance. So that's the first strategy. Count your blessings. Let's move on to the second one. The second strategy is to keep record, to write it down. Now, some people say, well, I don't like diaries. That was me. Well, don't use the excuse. You can talk. You can talk. You can make audio files. Yeah, I think that's what I'm talking to you on is the audio file, right? Unless you're on my YouTube channel. So you can talk it through. But in Deuteronomy 17, verse 18 through 20, it says, a king is command to write down words God. I'm sorry, God's word <laughs> said that wrong. A king is commanded to write down God's word so that he may learn to fear the Lord his God. So writing down was something that God commanded this king to do. The disciples, Paul wrote letters. Come on. That was so important. So one of the strategies is to keep records. That's important. You know, When you write something down, you're more likely to remember it and it boosts your, your memory of it. God encourages people throughout the Bible to write because when we write, we re-remember. Have you ever gone um, shopping? But before you gone shopping, you were real good and you made a grocery list a shopping list, and you left it at home, right? Have you ever done that? You forgot it at home. But guess what? You tend to remember more things on that shopping list than you would have remembered if you had not 
wrote the list at all. You're going to remember more because you wrote them down. We call it a well-worn path through your memory. That tactile sense of writing down or saying it or reading it gets it in your memory. So keep a record. Now, when you keep a record, you just don't stop there. You visit that record often. You know, as time passes, our memory tends to fade, right? And it, it tends to change and it tends to leave things out and add things. You know that it, how that is? We tend to forget the lessons we have learned and the provisions God had granted us along our way. When we practice a strategy of revisiting the record, you will find wisdom that God has already imparted to you, but you have forgotten. Okay, you'll find wisdom when you reread what you've written or re-listen if you have audio files. Psalm 77, 11 through 12 says, remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, remember your miracles of long ago. Consider all your works and meditate on all your almighty deeds. So it's telling you to remember and meditate and meditate. That means you just don't do it once. You do it over and over again. <clears throat> we practice this in our natural life. We really do. We take a vacation and we revisit it. <laughs> Some of us back in the day where we used to have slideshows, you know, <laughs> we used to invite people, the neighbors over and torture them because they you have to watch movies of places They've never been and people they don't know. You know what I mean? And are we talk about it? Even if we went with a group of friends and we had a great time, we talk about it. Are we, we had a great experience together. We talked, we talk about it. Our great hike in the woods, we revisit it. We talk about it. The same thing. You are revisiting records all the time. So one of the strategies to get through this situational amnesia is to revisit that record. Well, I sure hope that was helpful. Those are just three strategies of combating situational amnesia. Stay tuned. There are more strategies to follow. Suit up until next time. God bless. My hope is that this journey has been fruitful and you're able to take it and apply it to your life. Until next time, tune in again for the Prisoners of Hope podcast. God bless.